Hey everyone, it's time for Puzzle Talk, the geocaching puzzle podcast brought to you by the Geocache Talk Network. If you'd like to become a patron, click on the Become a Patron link on the front page of the Geocache Talk website or head on over to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get the now famous bobblehead. Oh, sorry, not the bobblehead. They get the blackout coin. I don't get to show up very often anymore. There's the blackout coin right there. Oh, Tom might have it. Anyway, he's trying. He's trying. You're, oh, you're too late. Never mind. Other oh, geocache got Oh, this one was on top. There's a crazy eight one. No, you mean <laughs> you mean this one? That one. There you go. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, bonus content. I'm kind of partial to that one though. Uh, like the book club was last night. Invites to special events, like we had at Mingo. We had a great breakfast event. Only for patrons, and of course, patrons with their plus ones were there. Support levels start at as little as Bison Tube level. That's just three dollars a month. Here are your hosts, who one of them is Fried with Chris, and the other is Charles Watkins, Pathfinder thirty three, and Tom Brotherman, Electric Water Boy. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. Everybody get their bobblehead. Bobblehead. I got mine. I have to be careful not to. I don't want to. I don't want to damage the guy. Bobblehead. Bobblehead. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a, a neat little deal. They made a set for all of the Mingo Amigos at the Mingo Madness Mega. Yep. All of the Mingo's Amigos got a special commemorative one that had a uh, different plaque at the bottom of it that said Mingo's Amigo. Then um, yep. they um, created. This version um, for non-Mingo Amigos, and they only made 50 of these. Oh. Um, so if you got one at Mingo, cool. and you got one of 50, I heard dirty rumor that there are just a couple of them that are left, um, and they're going to be listed on eBay for sale. So if you want one – eBay. Um, you go over and check out Fleabay for a signal bobblehead and potentially can uh, get one there. I know there was a, a eBay auction that ended earlier today for one. Um, and so I have a feeling that there may be a couple of more. So if you did not get to attend the Mingo Madness mega event this past weekend and you want one, Keep your eyes out on Fleabay. I mean, eBay. That's right. And uh, you can see if you can pick one up there. So you've been, you've been found out. Uh, Lolo's Dream says it looks like you got a haircut. I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> uh, good morning to everybody down, down under. <coughs> Pardon me. First comment was Pizza Ninja. Um, good day. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good morning, Kim. She's from South. She's in South Australia. Darren, good day. Uh, well, I was going to say, oh, uh, wrapping up the comment I made about the breakfast. Breakfast was great. Got to see a lot of faves. Met a few new ones. Yes. Had a lot of fun there at the breakfast. Gave away a bunch of 
bunch of stuff. Give away a box of box of uh, swag. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I don't think anyone has. So we're we're discontinuing that. Uh, and let's see. Uh, and he's got some funds to cover the madness. Yeah. Oh, he. Uh, Ryan could still you probably use some of that. Uh, I'll try to get you some information on that. Uh, more. Um, for that. Um, can you put final chords to puzzles on eBay and sell them? It's interesting. I guess you could sell a piece of paper. And if there just happens to be something written on it, well, then... <laughs> might not be any good. But... Right. Yeah. Oh, well, um, back to you, Charles. Sorry. All right. Let's do some news, Gary. Let's do some news. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Puzzle Talk merch is still available in the Geocache Talk store. So go to geocachetalk.com and click on the store tab at the top right, or you can go directly to the store at chromiaprint.com slash collections slash geocaching. There you will find all of the Geocache Talk Network's merchandise, not only Puzzle Talks, but if you want to get in on the puzzle fun that is on the back of the Geocache Talk Puzzle Cruise t-shirt, that's where you can find one. Um, so go over there, um, support your shows, support the Geocache Talk Network, um, and um, go grab one of our Puzzle Talk shirts um, because you still got a, you still got a shot at something here. Um, moving, we'll, we'll touch back on that here in just a second, but moving right along the Mingo madness mega was a hit this last weekend. If you weren't there, you missed out and we wish that you had been there. Um, but it looks like mega events are coming back to a location near you soon this summer. Um, yep. So if you haven't attended one of the two mega events that have happened in the U.S. so far this year, there's still time for you to get in on the mega madness that is going to be happening. It was great to see so many of our listeners. We're thankful for them. We're we're glad that you came by the, um, the booth and saw us while we were there or caught us while we were out walking around and um, took a moment to chat with us. We appreciate that. We appreciate you listening in. And uh, we appreciate the um, advice that was given to us from uh, a couple of our patrons and people who listen to the show. So we're definitely going to take some of the constructive criticism that we got while we were at Mingo and try to apply it to forthcoming shows for you. And yes. then to the news that everybody wants to know about. <laughs> There are pins, pins and needles. That's it. Today is the 11th, and that was the uh, deadline that we gave um, for this um, craziness. Um, but we are happy to announce that we do have at least one yes. solver that has confirmed the shark puzzle with us via email. Right? Uh, yes. We have several that have been working hard on it that have been sending in emails. We got stopped at the Mingo Madness event plenty of times. 
um, to to persuade or give way or um, something <laughs> for people who um, had questions about the puzzle. Um, remember that there is still a container with coins at the coordinates you get for solving the puzzle, right? So once we have confirmed that the puzzle has been solved and the coins have been picked up from said location. There we are at the. <laughs> that's, that's right. There, there we are. Uh, a small tutorial to a camera. Um, yeah. But once we've confirmed that the that somebody has gone to the actual location and retrieved the box that I hid with coins in it, yep. then we will share on a future show how to solve the puzzle on the back of the shirt for those who are wondering. So, without further ado... Now, I got a question. Oh, wait, what? Do I have to wait? Until they find that cash before I can have my water burger, or can I go get one now? I now, you think got, you, you should have brought one home before the show. That way, you could have eaten it while we're right. Oh, you did on the show I'll be next week. Next That's week. right. But congratulations to Steve Craybill, aka Direwolf, on being the first person to successfully email in correct coordinates to the puzzle. So there you have it. Steve Dire Wolf, congratulations. He is the winner of the one-year premium membership to geocaching, along with a Puzzle Talk coin. A Gary's he getting a does he get a plain what was yeah, he gets the, the plain old uh, Sunday show? Yeah, he gets the plain old Sunday show. Um and yep. then um one of uh We'll send you a, a message, Steve, but he gets another one of my trackables because I already sent him one because we're Bears fans. Um, right. So uh, he's already got one of those, but I'll send him another one. And uh, then Tom's going to eat a Whataburger number four in your honor. <laughs> so con congratulations, Steve. I know that he, he trusts me, he sent me plenty of wrong <laughs> answers. Um, he, he was all over it though. I remember you telling me that he uh, he took a crack at it early, and you're like, "Nope, yeah, nope, <laughs> nope." Um, but it was funny, and, and you know, it was funny because he sent me a correct answer, and then I sent him an email back that said something to the effect of, "I wish there was a way that you could build one of these." you know, build it and double check your answer before you send me another wrong answer. Right. And right. He sent me the correct answer. Uh, and, and so then he goes in and he was like, wait, was I wrong? Yeah. You know, Ooh. he's like, no, I, I found this resource and used it. And, and it came up identical to what's, what's on the shirt. And I was like, oh yeah, you're, you sent in the correct answer. I was just pulling your leg and, uh, whatnot. So we we shared a couple of funny emails back and forth for that. So congratulations to Steve. He did promise that he was not going to give any hints. So if you're working on the puzzle, um, keep going. Yeah, fishing kitty. Um, if you're working on it, because she came by and hit That's me, right. 
at, at Mingo plenty of times. Um, she was fishing for answers that day. That's, that's right. Um, you know, don't don't bother sending Steve a message because uh, we swore him to secrecy with uh, sweet swag. So, Absolutely. There you go. Um, and don't bother sending asking me for hints either because Charles didn't share how to solve it with me yet. And Tom, I has don't know. Um, but I will tell you for everybody that has, because I have gotten this several times and I have shared it with several people. And so I will share it with the masses right here on the show. Um, A equals one, B equals two, C equals three. Perfect. There you go. You, you've got the exact same hint that I have given <laughs> dire wolf that i gave uh, darren in australia and that i gave fishing kitty um is that um somehow in order to convert everything out to uh coordinates uh, <laughs> a equals one b equals two c equals three there you have it lolo's dream his wife does accept bribes <laughs> for puzzle help <laughs> <laughs> um you know nice. she- She's, she's pretty good at them. Um, Is she a pretty good puzzle puzzle person? Oh, yeah, she was um, for East Texas one year. She was the puzzle solving team at oh, wow. Texas Challenge. Um, and a lot of the caches that we got were puzzles that she had solved. Um, and she wasn't even at the event. She was oh, cool. she one of those events that couldn't make. So we took photos of the puzzles and sent them to her and she solved them and sent us back correct coordinates for it. So sweet. Have it. No video. I'll I'll eat it live. I don't know if we want to see all that. That could be kind of disgusting. That's a lot. We're going to get a video of Tom eating this celebratory meal. I, I think I say no on that. (laughs) Food coma and the brain freeze. So not to keep uh, rubbing it in for those who didn't go, but I did want to, show everybody the whole puzzle talk team was there together if it could focus it'd be great though wouldn't it be great if it would focus oh well there we are there's a raccoon on the right there we go there we go yeah there we are and look the day the day of the photo i'm wearing the puzzle talk shirt that's it thomas or uh charles was wearing his later but not that day yeah, I wore mine the the next day, next day, day yeah. of the actual mega event. Yeah, well, I had somebody to go through. I was different ones I wanted to iterations. So, uh, yeah. oh, uh, Gary's want to know what a number four is. So that's uh, regular with jalapenos and cheese. But if you want to up it even more, have them grill the onions. Ooh, gotta have and, the grill and grill the jalapenos. Yeah, you, yes, put them together. Grilling them. And Charles, yes. you said what was a number two? It's a double. It's a number one doubled. Okay. Yeah, so it's a double meat. Um, so I get a I get a double meat, double cheese with no onions and grilled jalapenos. Um, every now and then. I would go with a Dr Pepper shake, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way I would go. Oh yeah, and the spicy so, ketchup. Oh, spicy ketchup. Yeah, see, he knows what he's talking about. Gary's Gary's he's familiar with the Whataburger lingo. That's they come right. in they come in black containers, little black 
It's, it, those are the spicy uh, he, he's in San Antonio. He knows. Oh, okay. Good deal. Yes. Okay. So for tonight's show, you're going to need three things. Sunscreen. No. <laughs> you needed sunscreen. You needed you're, sunscreen at the mega event. You're looking a little more. You're looking as, as not as red as you were, but if you look, I'm. I was the I was a beacon at our booth. Yeah, you got yeah. Gary, Tom, Jesse got sunburned. It, yes, we, and that was all. You know where we got that, Charles? Was on that little Jerusalem. Yeah, because there's no shade out there. Well, we you and I would have gotten even more if we had the left. We I mean we were we were ready to move on, but yeah, I stood out there. And talking to your, so tell everybody real fast that you ran in. This is this is why you go to Megas because (laughs) (laughs) it is insane the things that can happen, the small world that can happen. I mean, Megas, I could go on, which I won't. But Megas, there's a thousand reasons why you want to go. But yeah, we're we're (laughs) standing out there, Little Jerusalem, Little Jerusalem, a side event. Yep. This guy comes up and looks at me and he's like, You did. Hey, you we were- familiar. And then he looked at me and he goes, Have you ever geocached in Aruba? Out of the blue, he says this. Aruba? And I was like, Yeah. He goes, Did you have an event in Aruba? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I knew it was you. I got a picture of your wife's feet. That's incredible. But he was okay, at our that story there. <laughs> <laughs> but he was at our event in Aruba, and we went and got on the little bus that went around the island and went geocaching with him for a good part of the day down there. Um, and so it was a really cool um, ex- experience to you know out of the blue from nowhere. This guy's just yeah. You ever host an event in Aruba? No. <laughs> I, I I found that to be crazy. I, um, I want to know what he's doing taking a picture of your feet. <laughs> really? Laura, there are stories that they will take years before you hear. No, I'm kidding. Um so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it was it was a good time. Um he was there and I'd run into him a couple of other times. Um, you know, throughout the, the, yeah. but it was funny. It was, he was on the same cruise ship with us. That's insane. Think we about ended that. Up, we ended up running into him a couple more times on that, um, cruise. We ran into him in, uh, Curacao. Um, and right. thankfully we didn't run into him while we were on St. Martin, which is where, um, we had to walk across the nude beach to get to one of, Doug McRae's caches that's there on St. Martin. Um, so he wasn't, thankfully he wasn't at that beach with, <laughs> at that point in time. Um, Clothing optional beach there. It, it was a. Uh, Are they trackable? I, I, so, I don't yeah. think Lolo's dreams feet are trackable. I don't no, think but that. they should be and put half the coat on one foot and the other half on the, <laughs> the other. other. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, it was just a, a very interesting conversation there for a while but uh, those are things that you're only going to get at mega events oh yeah i mean we're I mean, 
We hadn't seen this guy in years. Oh yeah. And and yeah. We were at and we're at we're down south of Oakley. We're not in we're not at the event. We're yeah, we're it's just some a random side event. Yeah, we're at a side event and uh yeah, we stood out there in the sun. That's where I got all that sun and uh yeah, I ran into those two, him and uh the the lady a couple times even after that during the I mean as far as what we're there. Right. But um but yeah, I mean uh, but it's so great. All the people I mean, I know we need to get moving on, but uh you know, Dave Barsky hung out with us a little bit, which was great. Um, got to meet Doug McCray, as you mentioned. Yeah, Barsky, um, Barsky won the door prize that I supplied part of. <laughs> yes, he he was pretty excited to win your door, uh, your uh, auctioned item, whatever it was, and it was Mister Mingo. What was that? Mister Mingo's a beer? Yeah, made by Jester King. That's a brewery <laughs> out of Austin. Yeah, he was he was fired up that he won Mister Mingo. And pretzels and a mug Peanuts or and glass. a couple of steins and yeah, yeah. Cool. so yeah, we'll we'll All pepper right. we'll pepper stories in as time as time goes on, but that was pretty ins- pretty insane. Yeah. So, all right, for tonight's show, you're gonna need three things. You're gonna need a book. You're gonna need some brain power, and you're gonna need time. Three is. Well, Probably the most important one. Two out of three ain't bad, is it? That, that's right. You, There's a song. You got, you got books and time. Huh, Tom? I got books and time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So let's jump into this. We're going to yeah. tonight's show. We're talking about a book cipher, right? So what is a book cipher and is it really a cipher, right? Ooh. Um, so a book cipher is a cipher in which the key is some aspect of a book or other piece of text. Books being common and widely available in modern times, users of book ciphers take the position that the details of the key is sufficiently well hidden uh, from attackers in practice, right? This is in some ways an example of security by obscurity. Right. It's typically essential that both correspondents not only have the same book, this is the key, but you have the same edition. Right. And not only the same edition, but the same version of that, be it hardback, softback, et cetera. Um, Because even though you may have the same book and the same version, uh, the same edition, if you don't have the same version, i.e. one of you has a hard copy and one has a soft copy. Um, not everything will line up. Um, So traditionally, book ciphers work by replacing words in the plain text of a message with the location of words uh, from a book being used. In this mode, the book cipher is more properly called a code. Eh. But book cipher is the is the term that all of this is is thrown under. So uh, we're going to run with it, uh, even though probably traditionally it falls under the code category and not a cipher. Um, so there you have it. Yeah. Okay. I can see though, but, 
wouldn't you agree with you two guys and we'll get I guess both y'all's opinion, but when I think of a code, I don't think of I think of it more in it uh I don't know, I, I don't think of it like a a book cipher. I, I don't know, I just see the two You're as thinking like a code is A equals one, B equals two, C equals three kind of thing. Yeah. A cipher can bounce around to everything. Yeah, I mean, Rot thirteen, Rot thirteen to me is a cipher. Is it a code? Substitution. It's a substitution cipher, right? You're you're substituting, you're rotating the numbers. That's where, but that's not where (laughs) A equals right. But that's not A equals one, B equals two, right? Oh, true. That's where A equals Q. Yeah. B equals. Uh, R and C equals S, right? So you shift it to where now letters equals letters. Um, this, there's no, uh, everything's in plain text, right? There's no unscrambling right. that you have to do. You just have to figure out how to get, you have to figure out what the code is, the, 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 and, and we'll get to that here in a yeah. minute. Right. Some examples of this, but um, these are, you know, extremely fun but are usually very shied away from uh, because they can go from very simple to extremely difficult. Um, and so if you're looking to get into trying to do book ciphers, um, you need to definitely look at the difficulty rating on these caches because they can go everything from a one and a half or a two to a four and a half or a five, um, I have a four and a half difficulty book cipher out there and it hasn't right. been solved all that many times. Um, and it's been out there since, I don't know. I think the last person to actually find it was in 2019. Um, but they're super fun. They can be easy to solve um, depending on the code and the book, right? Codes can be written in, very, very different um, uh, uh, patterns, right? So, um, you know, where you could go, um, some examples of that are um, something like they'll give you a page, a line, and then a word. So it'll be um, on the cache page, it may look like 144-12-7, right? So that's page 144 the 12th line down the page and then the seventh word in whatever that word may be. Right. And there may be more to it than that is. And and that's assuming that you have a book that has written out numbers, um, you know? um, And so then you could, you know, like the seventh word might be five, might be the word five written out. And so that, okay, that's it. Um, they could be something like page line down the page and then character in right for a specific letter or number, right? right? That could be page 144 line 12 down the page and character 29 on that line, whatever that character, you know, And, and this is the hard part about this is that you'll get a jumble of numbers and we'll pull up some cache examples here in a bit and show you, but you'll get 
examples of these and you've got to figure out what that means, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on the difficulty, um, it, it may or may be easy or may not be. Um, the other thing to that is if you use a chapter novel, and I've seen this done one time, um, where they use the chapter, the page in that chapter lines down the page okay, and, and then characters in right. Right, for a specific letter or number. Right. So, so the example here is chapter three, page eight in chapter three, line 12 down, line, character 29 in, right? So this 3, 8, 12, 29 combination could actually be on page 67. Ooh. Right? Right. It could be on page 67, right? Because it's chapter three. Three, right. Right? So you get to the first page in chapter three. Yeah. (laughs) And then you go eight pages in in chapter three, right? So chapter three might start on page 61. Right. But you didn't mention the page number. Right. And so (laughs) that's, that's the hard part about this is that you have to figure out what is the code and how do I break the code and then um, go into the book and start looking at it. So um, it's, it's, it, it can, it can get real deep real fast. And if you don't have the proper wading boots on. um, Yes. Boots. I'd say hip waders. (laughs) Yeah. You, you know, you you get get frustrated. Yeah. Um, uh, there are people who get frustrated because I've had plenty of people post a DNF on my puzzle. Right. Because it is a four and a half difficulty and because the hint is obscure, um, who put on there that, um, you know, that there's not enough information to solve the cache. Well, <laughs> there is. There is. <laughs> it's just extremely difficult. And yeah. I'm not going to lie, I straight up stole and copied this idea for this book <gasps> from, from, yep, from, from the language lady out in Nacogdoches. She's yeah. a, a college professor out at NAC, yep. uh, where, where I got my college degree. And so there's a cash on campus. Um, and when I moved back home uh, to Odessa to take care of my mom, um, I created one just like it. Straight up stole the idea. So tonight, for my cash, I'm going to tell you how to solve it, right? The four right. difficulty, so that you can take it back and build something similar to that, and um, hopefully put it out there. I've got some fun stuff um, about the the author and why I, I chose to do it the way that I did it. Um, and whatnot, but straight up 100% stole the idea from somebody. Oh, that's awesome. After I solved their puzzle, right? Right. So I think I was the third to find on theirs. Wow. Third or fourth. But it, it, trust me, it was when you get to the library and the book's gone and you're like, uh. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then you see a found it log posted on it and you go back that same day, later that day, and the book is, um, it is in the library, then, you know, there you have it. Uh, <laughs> Just finding our way says he wants to, 
you want to put on your side of town. Oh, Charles can travel. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. it. I'm, I'm not. I got a bicycle. Charles, you know, he, he can get wherever he needs to get. Uh, yeah. So the great Stephen F. Austin, by the way, in case anybody's wondering where it's in Nacogdoches. That's right. The great Stephen F. Austin University. And I wanted to comment. Don Direwolf mentions the, the 201 geocaching to find before you die book work. And I would say no. And I'll explain why later that it would not be the one you want to use. But that's later. So, all right. Um, let's see. Um, so the more complex the book setup and page layout, the harder the code can be, thus the higher the difficulty needs to be. Right. Dun-dun-ta-da. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. So I see where, where Gary has pulled in some stuff. A book cipher is also known as a Ottendorf cipher. Yeah. We'll, we'll let you take that portion and, and run with it real quick. Yeah. Ottendorf cipher is a code in which numbers and letters are used to figure out what the person is talking about. One symbol means a letter or word. The other is the page you can find in a book, et cetera, et cetera. So Ottendorf is kind of the, I don't know, that's the one that we always kind of hear about. It's the one that, most people are familiar with if they've seen the movie National Treasure. Right. The they refer to it. The correct yeah. National Treasure movie. Yeah, movie. The first one. Right. Because there's more than one National Treasure. Yeah, I'm sorry. National Treasure uh, movie. First one. Right. Yeah, so, so when they go in and do the silence do good letters. Yes. Kid in to look on a certain page and certain line down, certain characters in. This yeah. is exactly what this is, is talking about. Um, and the silence do good letters written by Benjamin Franklin. Correct. Um, so, um, which is interesting because of what he used. And again, we'll talk, Charles will t cover later why it was probably important that they use something like that. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Why you don't use something like my, my crazy 201 book, and I'll tell you why later. So now stay tuned. Stay tuned for more. Um, all right. So we're going to look at a couple of examples real quick of book pages okay. so that we know kind of what we're looking for um, when we look at some of these. So let me dun, 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 pull this one up as well. All right. So let me share this real quick. Yep. While you're doing that, uh, Lolo's Dream did mention that she has seen to where they used it in a Warago cartridge. And so, yes, there are some different ways that you can distribute it, I guess, or wherever you want to put that. Uh, this is a great one. All right. So, if this is page three on the left and four on the right of said Dr. Seuss book, <laughs> right? It's going to be, this would be a good book if you want to make one that is fairly simple, right? There, right. A, you're limited on how many lines you have on the page. You're limited on how many characters in. Um, you do have the word 10 
down there for cats with 10 cats. Oh, so, yeah. So there are places where you can get numbers. Dr. Seuss is very good about having counting in his books, right? So it throughout some of his books, he does have a plethora of numbers, right? So this would be a very simple and easy um, way to make a book cipher out of something. We just pulled a couple of random examples for things that would be easy um, to look at. But this example of a Dr. Seuss book, you know, page three only has six lines on it, right? So if you're going to pick page six, page three, right, six lines on the page, whereas page four um, has eight lines. So you have more, you have more to work with here. Right. So um, there's that one. That's a good one. Oh, go back to that, though. Go back to that, because this is a good example of something here. Because how are you getting to 10? Are you, if you were to use that number 10 in there, how would you get? How would you write it? Um, oh, I see what you're saying. He'll pull up. It'd just be a, yeah. I see what you're thinking, Tom, because there, yeah, there's more there's than more one way, way to do it. Yeah, more than one to skin a cat to get to 10. Right. Oh, absolutely. So this is where the fun in this comes. You have to be able to figure out um, what the code is. So if it's page three and then you do one, two, three, four, five. So you have three dash five dash two. Right. right. So that that's gives what, you. That's what Direwolf said. Yeah. Page three, line five, the second word in. Now you could do it on a simple page like this. You can do it where you just give a page and word number. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. So you 14. do three dash fourteen. Three dash fourteen would work right exactly. Right. Brings you to the same place. Yeah, right. I was thinking three two six. Oh, ooh, three two that six. Is, right. So now that's page three, paragraph two, sixth word. Or sentence two, either way. If it was multiple oh. paragraphs, if this is a more involved book, you could get a whole lot deeper. It, right. it can, so, and I'm, <laughs> I'm about to show you that. He's got that. <laughs> Look out. Um, you want complex, so, it's coming. So this is, by by far and large, is the, the simplest version of a book in which you can use um, that just gets your mind flowing in the creativity that is a book cipher or an Ottendorf cipher. Right. Um, cool. So let me close that one down and pull up this other one. This is going to be an example. Um, unfortunately, not all of these examples that I pulled have page numbers on them. Um, but um, this is a version of the chapter book that I was talking about. This yes. is um, this is a uh, out of Moby Dick, right? Yeah. So uh, this is page 314, right? No, 214 and 215, right? But if you gave them chapter 40, right? So if you put 40, one, and then three dash two, right? So that gives you chapter 40, page one, third line down, second word in, which would be the word and, 
right? So 40-1-3-2? Right. Would be in this situation would give you um, this word right here, and. Right? Yeah. Harpoons and sailors right. um, is, is, the, is the line there. But it it doesn't it, again. We're assuming that we're not we're leaving the chapter forty portion of this out, and that the first line is the actual first line in the textual writing of said chapter, which for this gives you the chapter um, title, which is Midnight Forecastle, right? And then harpoons and sailors. But you can go all the way down this into it but you can see where chapter 40 page one is actually page 214 in the chapter novel right 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 see that's there's your complexity because most every at least i'm thinking most everybody's gonna go page 40 line one i mean i don't and then you're like well so yeah so that's fascinating that you use chapter could be used instead of page it's like oh there's a the plot will thicken there right well and so look at this this is something else and and the pizza ninja brought this up and i have seen one of these yeah are there any shakespeare cipher puzzles with at scene line yes that would be absolutely absolutely i'm and if it doesn't exist in your neck of the woods then, by gosh, we nominate one. Go make one. Make one. Um, That's great. Right. So there's there's so many odd references that you can make to this that as long as people have access to not only the same book or, in this instant, play, but the same version of it and the same edition, right, then right. As, as long as they have that or – Plays are all fairly standard in how they're all written out. But as long as you have the ability to, to gain access to that, why not? Why not? Make make people's um you know, make people's minds work a little bit, you know. Sure. Um and so here's where the complexity of some of this stuff comes from. And this is why my book is is my puzzle cache for this is a four and a half star difficulty. Now this is a picture from a vintage dictionary. <laughs> right? So let me pull this up. Yep. Right. So this is page twelve hundred and fifty two of a dictionary of an, of an old, old dictionary, very specific dictionary, right? (laughs) Right. So uh, (coughs) in this, you have 1252, right? So you give them a page reference and you can give them one, two, three, right? So you have column one, columns, column three, right? Dictionaries are nasty because if you go down the rabbit hole with a big dictionary in a library at the reference section, yep. it, it, it can get, it can get bloody. Uh, <laughs> people will probably come and hunt you down 
because it becomes so meticulous to get it right. Yeah. I mean, dictionaries are often on that onion leaf paper, which is very thin. And so trying to count on it. So you give them a page number, column one, two or three line down, you know, in, in some of this, you can make it instead of line down, you can say column three, you can make it the fifth definition down. Right. Oh yes. And so then if you have a definition that has more than one, one entry in here, like soap, um, soap is in here, right? It's in the middle column. Fifth definition. Right. And so, um, it, it, it has uh, to rub or wash over with soap or to lather. Right. Um, so it's actually the sixth one down is what I was looking at. So um, it it could give you uh, you can go all through um, some of this. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not worried about making friends. I'm like, I got my. Uh, I got says, yeah, you sure aren't worried about making friends? No, I'm not. Um, but I, and, and in all fairness, I'm I'm going down this rabbit hole specifically because. I have a puzzle cache that is a four and a half star. Yeah. That is that is based just like this. Right. I so um, well, we do have a couple of wait, go ahead. I am sorry. I was say fishing kitty was asking. You'll get to this in a minute though, but she wants to know did you give them what book you were using in the description or did you hide it somewhere? Um no, so for my cache, and, and we'll look at it here in a moment. Uh, my cash, I specifically tell you the the author, the year that it was produced, and the call number um, that's on the binding of the book, where it's at in the library. So you can go straight to the library shelf, look down, yeah. you find said book, it'll be by Gage. You open it up, the front page tells you it was written in 1963. That's the book you need. Yep. Go have a seat at a table in the library and start crunching. Um, use so, a reference book because they're typically are not checked out. So reference books are typically the best. <laughs> right. Because they generally speaking, can't you leave the library when, when I set my book up, I, I bought a copy of it online. Yeah. Uh, I went down to the library. I said, this is what I want to do with this book. I want it to be in the reference section. The lady who was the head librarian at the time there was a geocacher. And so she just kind of laughed and said, okay. So <laughs> for years she put it in, it was a book in the reference section. Um, and then after it had, she had retired and gone so long that, uh, and the book not being checked out, they moved it out of the reference section into the general section. Oh, dang. Um, which is perfectly fine. You can check the book out and take it home with you. Uh, the last time I went to do cash maintenance, um, the cash was not there and the book was checked out of the library. I was, actually, I was going to check the book to make sure people hadn't written in the book. Yeah. Um, you know, because I, I want the fun, same adventure for everybody. Um, but, uh, the book was MIA from the, um, library. So, um, let's open up a couple of these. Cash pages. Most of these that we're going to look at today um, have either been um, archived or are 
in some way are disabled for one reason or another. Some of them are very straightforward and will tell you exactly what you're looking for. Right. So um, let's share a Chrome tab. Let's see, we want this one first. Okay, so this one straight up tells you <laughs> that it's a book cipher, right? It's still a two and a half star for difficulty, though. Um, but one thing that I like about this one is he gives you um, he he breaks down what a book cipher is. He tells you the number of words in the key text sequentially write out your message for each letter in your message, replace it with a number that corresponds to a word in the same first letter. Right. right? So he may give you something that starts with an F and you got to figure out whether it's a five or a four um, and then send the sequence of numbers. Um, the first two that we look at are, are fairly simple. Um, you know, he gives you your coded message um, he tells you the book is the best-selling book in history, counting all languages and editions, right? So the best-selling book of all time ever in the history of the planet, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. It's is, not Gary's book. It's not, not even it's, close. <laughs> uh, but what book is it, Tom? The Bible. It is the Bible, right? So the Bible is the best-selling book in history, counting all languages and editions, right? Something like 500 billion copies of the Bible have been sold. Um, and it is the most widely translated book in the world as well, right? But he even gives you, he goes a step further than that. He tells you the edition that he's using was published in full in 1978 and gives you the publisher, right? That's good and, clues. Good clues. Right? He, yeah. used, he used a chapter that has somewhere in it a name beginning with an X. I'm not that familiar with this book, um, so I couldn't tell you what name starts with an X, but that's the chapter in which he used. So I guess you'd have to – I'm. I'm guessing he's asking like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, those chapters. Sure. Right. So at some level he's using the chapter with a author's name that starts with an X. Um, and then he gives you your coded message, right? So you know which book you need, you know, which version you need, right? The version from 1978 that was published by uh, Zondervan, right? right. And that you know which chapter inside the book that you're looking for, right? So fairly straightforward. He gives you all the information that you need. Um, you just have to go out and spend the time now to crack the code and figure out what where he's where he's going with it. Um, so there's that one. Let's see. We'll. Do that, and then we'll do that. All right, and so this next one that we're going to share is along the same lines, right? Yeah. Um, 
it it it's straight up there's it's it's kind of hard to to miss this one right um this one's also been and has been archived but what's the title of the cache You know, yep. the book cipher, like, you know what you're looking for when you go to look for this. This is a difficulty, too. So know that even in the the easy versions of this, they're still not probably difficulty ones, unless you're using a Dr. Seuss book. Sure. So in this, he gives you... Um, First, I'm going to tell you that what the book cipher is. The cipher is also called the dictionary code, right? First, write out your secret message, then choose a piece of text agreed with by both, right? And my key text will be the hardcover version of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows by J.K. Rowling, right? Interesting. You mentioned hardcover. I guess that was important. Because, <laughs> again, hardcover, softcovers. Yeah. The pages are going to be different. Now, the other thing to this is that you have to make sure that you have the same version of this. Because, And I say that because I know for a fact that there is a UK-based English and a American-based English version of the Harry Potter books because at one point in time when I lived in uh we had the European version of the Harry Potter books, right? So right. they have the Queen's English and 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 us ungrateful <laughs> colonial version. Ungrateful right? colonists. That's right. So, um, so the hardcover version of Harry Potter's Deathly Hallows. So I'm assuming that because this cache is placed in Illinois – or it was at some point in time that uh, we're looking at the, the English version of it. Right. Right. He tells you to encrypt a word, you select a book, published piece of text, and you go through to decrypt it. You do the same thing, go to the page number, then go to the line and count off to the letter. It's simple as that. So he, in his version down here, he has bolded and non bolded. Ooh sections right so that's how you differentiate between one letter and the next right so 115 one would be page one line 15 the first letter on that line right Good. and then the next the next one 121 six would be page one line 21 sixth character in right um i like how i did that to make it easier to read oh right? yeah so you know you right. So you don't get the numbers confused. There's another, there's another way that you can do this. Um, let me pull up these next two cash pages. Uh, good. And this is I, I I solved this one before. So we'll get this one down, but this is, you'll see down here that there's one way to, um, to, to write your code with bold and non-bold to show alternating letters. Right. right. Okay. 
So I'm going to show you the, um, the, the cash page that I straight up stole the idea from um, with my smiley face on it. And so um, you didn't steal it. You borrowed it permanently. That's right. Let's see. So this one is called The Secret in Knack Undetected by the Joker 21 and Language Lady, right? There's a four and a half star for difficulty. Wow. Right? And so they give you this cool little poem right here. Yeah. But right here, this paragraph is the important one right here, right? Language Lady and Joker have both taught for an age which is why the secret resides in a book by Gage. LB 1028.G3 was written in 1963, right? So now it gives you a call, the call letters for the book, the author's last name, and its publication date, right? 1963. Yep. LB 1028.G3 um, is in the library. Um, and then it's written by Gage, Nathaniel Gage. Um, and I like this one so much that I straight up stole it. Um, I like, I like the idea, though, of the poem, though, Charles. That's a cool – if uh, you're, you could throw a poem together, that kind of I gives a little bit I, – I like the – gives a little flavor to it. Let's put it that way. Right. So this is where um, – this is another way of differentiating the numbers in the sequence – um, is instead of making them bold, not bold, bold, not bold, is you just put one item per line. Right? Okay. Yep. So um, we'll get out of theirs real quick, and then we'll get into mine um, that, I, that I shamelessly stole. Yep. <clears throat> Pardon me. All right, so this one is called The Secret Out Back instead of The Secret in Knack Undetected. <laughs> right? um, and this one, again, has a cool little poem in it, right? I like it. So Pathfinder's mom has taught for an age, which is why the secret resides in a book by Gage. <laughs> right? 370.72G13 or 133H, was written in 1963. Seeking the book and breaking the code will lead to the cash if you just do not fold, right? right. Um, so... Little Dream says, if no stealing if you give credit, so you're okay. That's... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and when you look at the hint on this, it says, I hear that Dewey would argue that symbols don't count. I wonder what he meant but I'm sure he would suggest that you read carefully. Now, in this book, this book is a book written by Nathaniel Gage. In 1963, he wrote a book called The Handbook of Research on Teaching. Okay. My mom actually, when I was talking to her about this, actually used this book in school when she was going to get her teaching degree uh, from the University of Texas. So oh, about that. She actually had used this book in one of her college classes. Um, so um, in this, you have 
so you can see that on the first line you have four sets of numbers, right? Right. right. So 519, 2, 18, 26. If you look up and down these columns, you'll see a reoccurring theme in one of these sections of numbers. I'm looking. Two, uh, two. I see two a lot. Ones and twos. Ones and twos. Now, what does that bring us back to? Huh. It should bring us back to the dictionary that we just looked at. That oh, had columns. 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 Ones right? and twos, columns. Because you probably, so, yeah. So this book is written to where it has two columns on each page. Wow. So you need to go to page 519, column two, line down in column two, line 18, and the 26th character in. But there's a twist. And this is where the hint comes from is that it says, I hear that Dewey would argue that symbols don't count. Right? Symbols do not count. Okay. Symbols do not count. So when you, so this is a book that was written about teaching. So there are plenty of places where there are quotation marks uh, or hyphens, right. where there are parentheses. All symbols. All symbols. Ah. Those don't count. So when you're looking for the 26th character in, depending on the line, yeah. it may actually be the 30th character, yeah. real character all the way through because you're not going to count commas. You're not going to count hyphens. You're not right. going to count periods. You're not going to count dollar symbols, quotation marks, parentheses, right? So anything that is a symbol that's not a letter, asterisks, right? Yeah. All of that stuff doesn't count, right? Which is where this, which is where this puzzle gets its four and a half difficulty from, right? Right. Did I misspell Dewey? How come nobody in like eight years of this has has corrected me that I've misspelled Dewey? Did you let me see the Dewey Decimal System? Because we know who typed it. Well, <laughs> we know what you meant. So, uh, right. So it's page, column, line down, and then I, I don't want to say character in, it's letter in. Which right? is it's funny that you, that you took that out because it's called the Dewey Decimal System. So, right. I'm going to, that so can <laughs> see. Kind of funny that you took out um, the. Yeah, so, do you count the spaces? No, so you don't count spaces. You count numbers and letters only, right? And so because this book is a teaching book, right, um, that is uh, – man, I'm getting it hard now. Um, <laughs> um, but Right, because um, this is numbers and letters only, and this is a teaching book, there are plenty of times where throughout the course of this book, he gives you just straight up numbers, right? He'll have two, one, five, seven, six, 
written in the text of the line. And so I'll tell you that this first line, the 519-2-18-26, if you don't get an in there, right, you're in trouble. Right. And then the same thing goes for, so this line right there ought to give you a north, a in. An in, right. Right. And then you have degrees, decimal, and then decimal minutes. And so this page right here, 1194-2-20-42, this yep. line right there. If you don't get a W with that line, right, you're probably doing something wrong. And a zero on the next one makes sense, right? And so, um, and then, and then one, two, three, right? So it gives you your north, your two digits for your degrees, right? Your digits for your minutes and then your three digits for your decimal minutes and then a west two digits for your degrees two digits for your minutes and then or i'm sorry three digits for your degrees in your uh westerly coordinates so right. one two three and then you got two digits for your um minutes minutes and then three for your decimal minutes yeah right? decimal uh, decimal minutes not seconds that's right decimal minutes <laughs> um, i learned i learned i learned that on an earlier puzzle talk that's not yeah. seconds that's decimal not minutes. seconds that's right but, um, you, but it's funny i just say real fast that on a <clears throat> on an evil version of this i can see tom using spaces as a because the space is a it's a character the character point in a sense. Right. So, so, but I do have a checker for this one. This is one of the only ones that I have that I have not converted over to the built in ground speak um, right. checker. And I may do that here at the end of this show, go in and change that. Um, but there is currently a geo checker for this puzzle because it is a four and a half star um, on the geochecker.com. Now, yeah. if you can somehow find a version of this hardback book made by Gage in 1963 that is the handbook of research on teaching, then you can decipher not only this puzzle, but the one that we showed just before it because they both use the same book. Ah, how about that? So so then you can solve one in far east Texas and <laughs> in far west Texas. Far west Texas, exactly. Um, one of them definitely gets found more than the other. Um, and it's not mine. The one so, over in Naka Nowhere? Wow. The one over in Naka Nowhere, because there are so many college kids. Oh, true. That are also geocachers, college professors that are geocachers. Yeah. And so, and because enough college kids are geocachers that come in and cycle in in the fall or the spring that are traveling. Oh yeah, that's true. Right. It definitely gets found more often than mine out in West Texas. That seems to have a revolving door for oil field workers. <laughs> it, 
It's a lot of, and there's not that many. Right. That that in their people in, in their, general. Yeah. Right. They're in in their time off. They're not going to go hang out at the library and and read. Probably up not. From 1963. Probably not. Uh, Tom did throw a couple in here, and so let's share those real quick. Um. Yes. Bum, 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 bum. One of them is disabled. Yeah, but that's a good one to put up. And the other one is has been archived. So it looks like out of the six caches that we shared tonight, um, four of them are either temporarily disabled or archived. Um, so let's see. We'll do the Firestarter cache first. Um, this one is temporarily disabled. This is a difficulty three terrain four. Um, Every bit of a four. <laughs> um, all of these GC codes are in our show notes. So if you go and check out our show notes, I know for our audio listeners, yeah, um, we didn't show the GC codes. My apologies. I know that I talked to one guy who said, I listen to your podcast all the time while I'm delivering mail. So I don't ever look at it. So if you don't ever do a good job of orally explaining. Yes. I look at this. Um, <laughs> I, I'm kind of lost while I'm delivering the mail, but we do appreciate our audio listeners. Um, so um, we will do a better job of explaining it for this one. It is GC one X B T A. So there's the GC code for this one. Um, and so this one Tom, you want to take a run at it? I'm assuming you have you either solved both of these. I, I've solved both of them. So look at the code there and take a stab at what you think it might be. Huh. So the the letters <clears throat> at the beginning are just to give you. Oh, I see. Okay, I see. Okay, letters give you that. Okay, got it. Yeah, the letters are where it's going to go. A is where it falls into the coordinate. Gotcha. So the first one is, if I could read it, is it 0201? 03, Yeah, you passed your driver's license test. Well, barely. <laughs> well, now I can really see it. 0201. Interesting because the next one. Go ahead and hit the decrypt. 11, 22, 21, 27. So you've got. <clears throat> okay, the Isbin. Yep. So that was important because that's a specific edition yep, of this exactly, book. Exactly. Yeah, because that's a very. The Isbin is the. Right. Is very specific. Uh, and to get a book published, you have to have an ISBN, which stands for the International Standard Book Number, in case you were wondering. I was wondering. Yeah, the International oh, Standard you, Book Number. This gives you Stephen King's Firestarter. Right. Correct. Audio book. Oh, it's an audio book? Not this one. This one's a paperback. Oh, oh okay. 
Okay. So that first number. Oh, two. What do you What do you think the first number is? Well, I'm looking. I wanted to look at the rest of them. So B has numbers like 11, 22, 27. So just from what we learned tonight, I would not think columns because you're not going to have 27 columns in a book. Uh, my first thought no is columns. always. What's that? But my first thought is you would do uh, chapter. In this case, I would think chapter um, line word uh, letter. I guess I'll try to go from there and see what happens. <laughs> I'd go chapter, paragraph. Oh, there you go. Paragraph two. That's a good idea. So I'd go chapter, paragraph, line, and then character in on that line is the last, is the five or 27. Yeah. Um, three, 27, 22, 46. Yeah, I would, I would probably. <clears throat> that at least in the beginning and see if if in in this case i would assume that this book's going to spit out a number it, it's not going to spit out like a letter right or correct a you're looking oh, for a specific number for right a, you're looking for it's going to be a specific number so if 2135 doesn't land me on a number on a page then I'm going to go back to the drawing board and try something else. But initially, I would probably do chapter, paragraph, paragraph. line, and then um, then character in on that line. Character, right? Am I am I close? Are we ballpark? You are. Y'all are almost in the ballpark, except for <laughs> this has something that we hadn't mentioned tonight. Besides chapters, this had sections. Oh, sections. So section one's got chapter one to ten or whatever. Section two's got one to ten or whatever. Oh. So I believe this was section, chapter, paragraph, word. Yeah, because Darrell's saying exactly there would be twenty-two paragraphs probably. It'd be a lot for a page. Have he has he not opened a Stephen King novel? <laughs> maybe maybe that's that's true too. And that, Jeff was saying F's last number is forty-six. Not sure what that means. Well, yeah. So if you look down here on on F, the last number is forty-six. So it can't be. Yeah. You know. It's it's such a high number, right? That it's got to be the last thing's got to be characters. I would think right, or yes, right. I think the last one was word, word maybe. Word. I think, word. I, think word. It, I think it was section, chapter, paragraph, word. And the word was probably a a, a number in a word. And word was a number. Okay, yeah. it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me knowing knowing Stephen King. The character of a line or maybe a word. Yeah, there's some. Yeah. Uh, Pizza Ninja was mentioning earlier their Braille 
book ciphers. I'm sure there are because there are Braille books that you can. I got a closet full of them. Yeah, see, so. Oh, man, it's it's we've unleashed the beast. Yeah, yeah I tell you. So real quick on that, though, Tom, is there a is there a Braille book that you have that you would think more than likely is a standard book that you think most people could get a hold of? I mean, is there like a standard? Uh... No. Okay. Yeah, and the Braille books I have are the ones she made at school. So. Okay. Yeah, that's different. Okay. Okay, and so this is the last cache that we're going to look at, um, at least for tonight. It yeah. is GC five Y A F W. It has been archived. It is called Fun Puzzle Number Four. So this is a little different from the others, but it's still a but it's still a book in a library. Okay. Okay. Reference book in a library, and if I remember correct, what there's two, there's two digits on the thing, right? Yes. Two, so, oh, there is. Um, it, it gives you puzzle. This is level one puzzle masters. If you can solve this without the explanation, you're way beyond me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So fifty three one is an example, or fifty eight. So scroll on down to the explanation. Forty two nine. Oh, wait. So we're only looking for three three digits here. So north is you already give the twenty nine degrees thirty eight dot xxx. Right. So all of this, the fifty three one, fifty eight six, forty two nine, all ends up filling in your xxx. So it, for your northerly coordinates. Yeah. Um. So Ooh. some level that you're looking for probably letters to spell a number. Oh yeah. yeah to spell four, a number probably to spell four, four, four. Right. right. Or S I X for six or right. 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 Same thing for West. And, and so the same thing for West, here's the explanation for level two puzzlers. Um, he gives you the, uh, he gives you the, the book cipher. Okay. Right. right. Poss possible giveaways. Book codes tend to be fairly secure as long as the book is not known. It is very tough to crack as far as recognizing it. Um, I usually look for the first number in the number set, page number, yeah. to be larger than the following number. Right. In this case, you will get along. You will get the book. The book will give you a chance to see the world. And he gives you a number. Right, so that's either a call number or Ooh, it's an. Um, it sounds like an atlas. Yep. Right. It uh, was. Oh, and the atlas has squares. Am I on? Am I on, on the right track? I think so. Because and it's been a, it's been a long time, and I don't have notes on this because this is pre notes. But usually in an atlas, if you look at a like a a world atlas where it's got maps, and the maps have you could count the number of squares, like you would count over, say, well, fifty three would be a lot of squares. 
but the second the second number though looks like it doesn't get up very large. I I vaguely remember. So it could be it could be the name in that square. So it'd be the character be maybe the the fifty third character in the first square of on the atlas. So in the atlas there might be a word or maybe several words, but it's in that square. So it probably has like city 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 names. I can speak tonight. City names. Uh, I can't remember country name. I, I was thinking it was page number and uh, whatever country that was listed. You know, the yeah. first country or sixth country or something like that. Now I will say Ox Oxford Atlas of the World is that is been. Cool. Yeah. So uh, you're not just limited to, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you're not just limited to, um, you know, traditional traditional books with these. Um, you can let your mind go wild with it, um, but this is a a fun way to, right. uh, depending on where you live, to spend some time in a air conditioned library um, in the summertime, and and spend a couple of hours trying to solve uh, a puzzle or two. I gave you the the way to solve my puzzle, um, which in turn spoiled. Language ladies, cash. <laughs> Sorry, um, but um, it's it's a uh, it's a a good. It gives you a good example. We've given you six caches tonight that give you an, a good example of everything from two difficulties to four and a half difficulties. Yeah, absolutely. We've, we've given you lots of of resources or ways in which to write your code so that you can have one available for people going forward trying to, um, you know, if you want to make one of these caches and get it put out in the wild um, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, keep keep plugging away at these. This is a, a fun way to spend some time, but they're time-consuming to make. They're time-consuming to beta test. And they're time-consuming for the cashers that go out to find them. So make sure that if you um, that if you do one of these uh, caches, um, that you you know make it kind of I don't want to say worthwhile, but make it worthwhile. Give them a large container, or you know, don't don't oh, absolutely don't give not them a, a, not a, pill, not a yeah no pill containers in under a lamp skirt. Right, so. Um, give them something to run with. So we appreciate everybody who um, has tuned in. If you tuned in late, then um, Dire Wolf, a.k.a. Steve, um, did solve the puzzle cache puzzle on our shirt first. So he is the big winner of the sweet swag. Um, but there is still a container hidden at those coordinates with yep. um with two two trackables in it an unactivated blue puzzle talk coin and an unactivated pathfinder 33 trackable so keep track keep cracking at it don't send steve um any unsolicited <laughs> emails uh, he said he wasn't going to answer it um 
But if you take a stab at it, you can email the Puzzle Talk crew at puzzletalkpodcast at gmail.com and we will respond to all of your emails with a right or wrong um, and whatnot. Darren, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with still solving a puzzle. Yep. And and you never know. You you might by the time you get here, it might still be there. <laughs> it might still be there. You never yeah, know. Never know. Yeah. Um, I, know I think if somebody finds it, we should probably let people know so they don't traipse uh, all the way out there and Oh yeah. As soon as somebody as soon as we have confirmation that somebody has picked up the um the swag the container and yep, the treasure thing, uh, and please take the container with you. Don't leave yes, it. Yes, please don't take, yeah. take everything. Um, it's, like, it's like the GT stash. Right. We told people when you find it, you take all of it with you. Not like a regular geocache. That's right. You so, take the whole thing. Take everything, um, including the cat. Including the cash. Including the oh, container. The cat. The cat. The yeah. cat. The cat too. Take yeah, the you cat. Have to, you have to take the cat. Oh. Okay. All right, Tom. Final thoughts. So one thing we kind of didn't go over is when you're solving this, I would take either a computer or a big notepad with me because, you know, we said so many different ways to get there from here with the, you know, set of three or four numbers. Put all the possibilities down and see where all of them go. Yeah. And then, and then for the hide, yeah, like we said, don't put a this little pill bottle under a lamp skirt. Put something large or, or if possible, get the library to let you put the logbook on the shelf in there. Make it yeah. a reference book. Yeah. Gary? Uh, my, what oh, thought I did want to say? Yeah, why is this book not going to be a good This book is not good to do that on because – periodically people will say to me, Oh, you messed up X. You misspelled something in here. If it maybe misspelling is not the best one, but if there's something of significance that is incorrect in the book, I will go fix it. And I don't change the, I don't change the version just for me going in and tweaking it. So there might be tweaks that I have made and so whenever you whenever the next person goes and purchases it off of Amazon, theirs will look identical to this, except for it'll be different <laughs> than the version. Same Isbin. There's an Isbin number on mine. It's right there. So um, the, the problem is, though, that earlier versions of this will be possibly slightly different this uh so it's better to use a a real author that, that published a real book than so going with what direwolf's posting up there did you do that with the first edition uh see that's been too long ago for me to remember i think that i didn't so i think the first edition you could do that with I didn't make any changes. I don't. I'm pretty sure the second one I did make changes because I had a couple. I had enough 
I had enough uh, items that I felt like it needed to be. Uh, so the I, second could be the second or the forty seventh. Well, I didn't make that many. I've only made. I think I've only done that twice. I think, if I recall, he he missed an E. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> but right. anyway, so there you go. So and as far as, as far as final thoughts, uh, other than that, I would say, um, yeah, have fun with it and um, just try to keep, like Charles mentioned tonight, there's ways to minimize the ambiguity, but yet keep the creativity and the challenge still out there because I like the fact that you can put those you know, four dash, four comma three comma seven comma, and you don't know what that is until you've, and you got to really work it out. So I, I yeah. love that. I never thought of that before. So good job, Charles. And one last thing, you know, you're in a library solving this. You know, control. We said air conditioning because we're thinking Texas, you know, it could be right. up north and heated because you're in the snow. But regardless, <laughs> when you figure it out, don't go, because <laughs> it's a library. You're supposed to be quiet. That's good. Way to go, Charles. I mean, way to go, Tom. So he's screaming. We've we've given you a lot. Um, this is our one last little plug at the end. If there's something that you would like to see, or you, show, or or that person, that's right. Maybe that one. Maybe that one over there. Send us an oh. email to puzzletalkpodcast at gmail .com. We'll put up a couple more puzzles on the. Instagram page this week, and then we'll discuss all of the puzzles on next week's show at the very beginning. So don't be late. Pop into there, and uh, we'll explain the puzzles from our Instagram page. You can find it at Puzzle Talk Podcast on Instagram. So until next week, guys, get out there and get cashing, and uh, have fun. Have a good night. Thanks for tuning in. Good night.